It is a great honor for me to introduce head coach of the New York Jets, Adam Gase. You are now listening to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello and welcome to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Andrew Claudio. We apologize that this is the first episode we have released in a little bit. I think the last time Jesse and I spoke, we talked about what our top candidates would be. And then you saw a large reaction while Jesse was on vacation from the Gotham Slack, from our, our respective Twitter accounts, to the news that our number one and number two, and honestly, our number three candidates were not picked to be the Jets head coach and that Adam Gase would be the head coach. But Jesse and I are back. We've had about a week and a half and a bat with food poisoning to wait and come up with our thoughts and a an amazingly internet viral press conference and a defensive coordinator hire to talk about. So Jesse, uh, I'm going to need you today, bud. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm playing injured today. <laughs> hurt, not injured. You're hurt, not injured. I'm You're hurt. Good. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm down, but I'm not out. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to um, either being 100% wrong about this head coach or 100% right in three years when they fire him and I can drop the I told you so tweet. Um, I hope I'm wrong, though. Uh, a lot of, you, you and a lot of other people would be dropping that I told you so tweet. Well, here's the thing about Adam Gase, and I'll, I'm going to turn, well, turn this into a question. Is it really that bad? No. Why? It's not that bad. Um, I think that, I think that there is a lot of weight put on the need for the next Sean McVay, mm-hmm. right? Um, but here's the thing. Uh, for those people who think that Gase is, I mean, people yell, well, he didn't work in Miami. You know, he had a losing record. Well, all right. There's a lot of variables that go into why Adam Gase is bad. And, and let me be clear. I wasn't necessarily a fan of this hire when it happened. And I don't know if I am yet to this point. This is just me spinning this to try and convince myself that this is a good hire. All right. So that's just the, pre- the, the preface for this, this soliloquy I'm about to give. Okay. I, I think, I think that when you have a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill, he's a converted wide receiver into a quarterback. All right. Let's not forget that he's not been playing quarterback as long as a lot of these other kids. When he was healthy and Ryan Tannehill is, about as average of a quarterback as you can get, right? He's not bad, certainly not good, right? Right. But when he was healthy, Adam Gase was able to get eight and five out of him. All right, that's pretty impressive. That was in this first year. They went ten and six. Uh, they made the playoffs. They lost to the Steelers. Um, I don't think they had Tannehill for that game. No, they Tannehill. had Matt Moore. Tannehill yeah. got injured with I think two games left, and mm-hmm. the rest yeah, is history. So- so Tannehill gets hurt. Uh, exactly. That was a huge issue. That's the central issue that Adam Gase had to deal with over his tenure. He played 24, Ryan Tannehill, 24 of 46 games possible, all right, over the last three seasons. 
or 48 games, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, you, you can't expect a head coach, especially quote-unquote quarterback whisperer, an offensive guru, to be wildly successful with a quarterback of that caliber to begin with, with one, but two, the kid can never stay healthy. So what he now has is he has the youngest quarterback that he's ever gotten to work with. He's worked with Peyton Manning. Uh, he's worked with, uh, obviously, Ryan Tannehill, all the quarterbacks that Miami's had to deal with, uh, Matt Moore, Brock Osweiler, blah, blah, blah. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Yeah, and he had, he, uh, I believe, actually, no. Was he with the Bears? Yes, that's where he came from, where he got the Bears job. Because he went with John Fox to um, Chicago and then got the Miami job. Exactly. So Jay Culler had his best season, second best season of his career under Adam Gase in 2015, I believe it was. Um, and then Gase gets the job in 2016, gets a ten, gets eight and five out of Ryan Tannehill. I think that Darnold is better than both Jay Culler, well, can be better than both Jay Culler and Ryan Tannehill. I think he's already better than Ryan Tannehill, to be honest. Um, the 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 whole thing about how this is the youngest quarterback, like he's never dealt with a young quarterback before, that doesn't bother me, okay? You know, everybody was making fun of the fact that Peyton Manning called in the middle of the night and made his pitch for Adam Gase. <laughs> and admittedly, it is pretty funny thinking about it, you know? But I, I kind of do trust a guy as knowledgeable and as smart as Peyton Manning, a guy who, I mean, this this guy coached him. And he's saying, look, this guy coached me. He's the smartest football guy I've ever been around. Right? That's what he told Christopher Johnson. So, I mean, that's making me feel a little bit better about this hire. And then also, he had Mike Tannenbaum running the show for him <laughs> in Miami. Like, right. I understand he had a say in, in player personnel. But like, with Mike Tannenbaum, everything that guy touches dies. All right? It's just bad. Everything he did with the Jets was well, not everything, but most of the things he did with the Jets were not good, right? Him uh, and Schottenheimer. I mean, it just wasn't that great. They went to two AFC Championship games with the roster he built, and they were in the playoffs three times what, in six and, seasons. Three times the, in five I, seasons. I'm going to give Rex Ryan way more credit there for bringing in Bart Scott and Jim Leonard and all those guys but on no, defense. Who brought those guys in was Mike oh, what, he's, <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not giving him credit for that. The guy's a salary cap expert. He right, just gives so the, he's able just to gives figure the out the, the how they all fit. <laughs> John is well, the salary cap guy, all right? No, here's the, th here's the the biggest, the only knock you ever and will always need to say about Mike Tannenbaum is he brought in Tim Tebow. Yeah. And was, was like, this will work. And yeah. then he lost his job. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was all I've ever. Was he the one who yeah. drafted Darrell Ravis and everything? Yes. Like Nick Mangold and he them? Drafted all right, Darrell so yeah, Revis, he had Rickshaw Ferguson, Nick Mangold. He drafted some good guys, but at the end of the day, it didn't work in Miami. Traded no. well. That too. That too. It didn't. It, it didn't. It's not. It wasn't working in Miami. And Gase doesn't have control of the roster anyway. So even if it was Gase's fault, I mean, he's nothing he can do anyway about it. Do anything about it now. So we don't have to worry about him messing up the roster. Right. Just coach. That's all we need him to do. He's not being the CEO. He's not figuring everything out. McCagnan's still there to do all that stuff. Now he just gets to focus on Sam Darnold, and doesn't have to look at the defense like at all. Because the Jets have the head coach of the defense and Greg Williams. Mm -hmm. So, I came up with three positives about Adam Gase. And I I was very vocal about how the guy I wanted was Munkin. Uh, I think you also... I wanted Munkin too. Especially with your ties to, to Seven Miss. And they're going to be so much better now. 
I can't say enough. He gets he goes from Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick to Baker Mayfield. They're gonna be so good this year. But I digress. So good. Yeah. Uh, the first positive is kind of the the step down version, or not even that low of an uh, not not even that big of a of a step down um, from what I wanted was Munkin as the coach running the offense and Vance Joseph running the defense. Instead. I get Adam Gase, and I get Greg Williams. That's kind of exactly what I wanted, an offensive-minded head coach, which hasn't happened in my lifetime, and a defensive guy just to run the defense. We've seen that you- formula work consistently in the NFL. Look at the the Rams. Everybody wants the next Sean McVay. Well, guess what? Sean McVay is Wade Phillips running the defense. Yeah. Um, then you then go over to the, the, the Eagles and how they've made it work. Doug Peterson runs the offense. Jim Schwartz runs the defense. Jets have their own version of that. Um, I, I just want to interject real quick. You're up? throwing a lot of disrespect at Richie Kotite. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. He was the last offensive guy that Jets had, and you were alive for that, old man. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> I was not a Jets fan or conscious about football yet at that point. But yes, Richie Kotite is the last offensive minded head coach that the Jets have had in my lifetime. I apologize. And what was the record that year? Like they're one in fifteen. They're one in fifteen and they drafted Keyshawn Johnson because Peyton Manning <laughs> didn't want to come out of school yet. Um That's cr- oh my God. I yes. didn't know that. Hence that, why when Peyton Manning does oil. something that affects the Jets future, I'm like, really? Haven't you done enough, sir? Um so that's one positive. Two, if you look at the Dolphins and look I made most of my judgments on Adam Gase based on the fact that I have two very close friends whose opinions I trust that watch the Dolphins as closely as anybody, any expert. And I also listen to the the people who have like cover the Dolphins and have their like have a podcast like us and have or kind of make it their hobby to give out the opinions. They can't stand Adam Gase. They don't like his authoritarian. Uh, leadership, the fact that Kenyon Drake couldn't get the ball this year, but Frank Gore had unlimited handoffs, and for some reason, Devontae Parker got benched for a game because Adam Gase said so, and it was Adam Gase's uh, say-so that Jarvis Landry and Adagama Kinsu both had to go because of locker room issues, and look, that probably did have to happen because the Dolphins overachieved this year, but... I more made my judgments based on what they said. and Like, he's a headache waiting to happen. But if you look at it from afar, there's no reason the Dolphins should have won seven games this year. And granted, they were a gronk tackle away from being 6-10. and 10. They were a field goal away from being 5-11. Five, being five and 11. And they were Charles Clay away from... Charles Clay falling down in the end zone away from being 4-12. and 12. I get I it. picked them to, uh, to go defeated this year. Right, a lot of people did. I picked, them, I picked them to have the first pick in the NFL draft. Pro Football Talk had them as the worst, the number 32-ranked team going into the season. And Adam Gase got seven wins out of them, even though they lost Albert Wilson, Ryan Tannehill missed significant time, starting Brock Osweiler. Three-fifths of their offensive line was missing. Hold on. They beat the Bears with yeah. Brock Osweiler. With Brock Osweiler. And I, as much as I want to like say, like, Cody Park, you missed a field goal in overtime— Kenny and Drake fumbled the ball at the one-inch yard line the drive before that. So it was kind of a, you know what, a tit you know for what, tat when the, there. When the Jets have Le'Veon Bell, like we're not going to have to worry about exactly. Adam Gase. 
benching our running back. You know, sorry, exactly. sorry that your running back is gonna is is bad, Miami. Like we're gonna be having <laughs> we're gonna have Le'Veon Bell, so it's no it's no it's it's all good, no problem, man. Hey, from your lips to God's ears, dude. Um, <laughs> so his late game management and the fact that he's able to get seven wins, because that's what I look at. Yes, a lot of luck has to happen, but. The entire NFL, other than like the elite top four teams, like the page, the four teams that are left around, everybody else is somewhere between six and ten, and ten and six, and it's I mean, these a are the one possession teams. games. You know, these are the four teams like that everybody had besides yeah. like the Vikings. Like everybody was like, oh, all right, the Patriots. Like from week two, everybody knew the Chiefs were going to be there, and then the Rams and the Saints was everybody pretty much everybody's picks coming out of the NFC. Right, but my point is more. The guys that are able to get a little bit of luck and kind of take advantage of it and make end-of-game decisions that have the ball, that have you in a position to take advantage of when that luck comes your way, Mm -hmm. maybe Adam Gase is that guy that was able to get 10 wins out of this team two years ago, and they were competent with Brock Osweiler for three weeks. He he had a winning record with Brock Osweiler quarterback this year, which sounds impossible. Um a lot of people had them winning two games this year, like you said, zero games this year, and they won seven. That is not something to be sniffed at. And the th- point number three, I can't say this enough. He's not Mike McCarthy. He's I, not I, Todd Bowles either. Well, yes, but like you're not Todd Bowles, and I'd be happy if you got the Jets <laughs> job. He's not Mike McCarthy, and I'm so sick and tired of this narrative that Jets fans wanted Todd Bowles. I grew up on Joe and Evan. I have much respect for them and what they've meant to the the New York sports market and being a true voice of the frustrated fan in so many times. There is such a blind admiration for Mike McCarthy like they've never watched a Packer game. The credit that they're giving him for developing Aaron Rodgers. Exactly, but that's the whole argument. So basically, they're one of five coaches the Jets should have gotten. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, (laughs) Mike Tomlin, and Mike McCarthy. Those are the only guys they would have been happy with. Instead, let's look at this new age of football where it's the the spread offense and high powered offenses. The four best offenses in the league are in the left in the playoffs right now. I'm sick and tired of this. This whole narrative. Well, he won a Super Bowl. That's what we're trying to get to a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl in 2010. So much has happened since then, including the fact that he's won three playoff games with Aaron Rodgers since. So my boss. Our sport, my sports director is a Packers mm-hmm. fan. Four playoffs games. I apologize. Go ahead, though. So my boss is a Packers fan. Okay. Uh, TJ, TJ Ware. And I asked him, I was like, so like, I was telling him, like, I'm really happy that we didn't get McCarthy, but what do you, what do you think of their new hire? And he, he wasn't a fan of LaFleur, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so like, what's the big, like, what did the Jets save themselves from in Mike McCarthy? And he was like, you know, it's just like, he's like, you know what? Since twenty when since twenty ten when they won the Super Bowl, like the offense just hasn't changed at all. At all, that he he was telling me that there are guy like uh, opposing teams, and McCarthy will run the exact same formation like every single like time out there, you know. Yeah, and won't, and won't change anything at all. So defenses don't have, like they, when they're studying film, like they don't have to watch that much film because there's like just eight plays that they need to know that they're going to run and it's easy to like tell. Yeah. You know? It's a predictable offense. Their entire the only creativity of their offense is when Aaron Rodgers 
does something superhuman and he scrambles and it's either, oh, wow, I can't believe he got through or, oh, wow, I can't believe he made that throw. The beauty that we've seen of Sean McVay and a B enemy or technically Andy Reid or even like, say what you want about Nick Foles, but the reason that he's looked so good is because the offense is schemed to where all he has to do is make wide open throws. Yeah, Doug Peterson's a good offensive coordinator. Exactly. You know, like Sean Payton, like all these, like T- I've always said, I've always maintained that defense wins championships. And I think defense is really important, but it, I mean, of late, like that, the, like, from like tw- 2000 to like 2010, like the teams with the best defense won. You know, even though like Peyton Manning was on like that 2000 and whatever six Colts mm-hmm. team, they had a ridiculous defense that year too. You know, Aaron Rodgers had the best defense he ever had when he won the Super Bowl, et cetera. The Giants, their defense won them Super Bowls. Right. But over the past few years, you've seen teams win with like the 15th ranked like defense. You know, it's always been that high powered offense. Yeah. Always in the past few years. The last team that won with defense first was the Seahawks. And I wouldn't even and I wouldn't even say that like their offense was that far behind. Yeah. Because Russell Wilson's that good. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, I, I think that this notion like I don't know why Beningo and Roberts are hard like like wanted McCarthy so much when it's so obvious that his way of playing football and running a, a, a team is gone by the wayside. I remember I was listening to James, I think it was James Jones who played for the Packers for years. He's the guy with the hoodie who would play with the hoodie. Um, <laughs> he was telling me like, he was telling a story about how like Rogers, like McCarthy called a play into the huddle and Rogers just like got the play and like made this face and was like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> and just like drew something up on the ground. Right, like, and, and that happened. He was like, and the play was, was like, a yeah, touchdown. Like, yeah, it was a touchdown, and like he was just like, yeah, like that happened all the time, you know, because that's is... just what Rogers, that's what Rogers does. He's like, yeah, all right, Jordy, you're doing this. James, go do this. Randall, do this. Uh, Ty, run a little wheel route, and we're gonna score on this play. Go, yeah, Break. and and they and they score a touchdown because that's what Aaron Rodgers does. I'm not giving Mike McCarthy credit for anything that like they've what they made the playoffs like. Five times, like they, they've missed. I feel like they've missed the playoffs a decent amount recently, and it's because uh, they, they missed it back to back years because Rodgers got hurt, though. Well, Rodgers got hurt two years ago, and then so, like, this year he was far. injured, technically. You know, they like they've blown games in Arizona a bunch of times. Remember that Hail Mary, and then they lost in overtime. Like, it just yeah, it's it, so many times. It was, at least once a year, I feel like they win a game because Aaron Rodgers throws a Hail Mary and. And there's a ridiculous play. Yeah. I mean, he's got the, the, the three Hail Marys are indeed ridiculous. Um, I just know from the from, from being an Aaron Rodgers fantasy owner and from the number of Packer fans I've talked to and seen complain about Mike McCarthy and the general consensus around the league is the guy's not that great of a schemer, of an offensive coach. And to give him to give him credit for developing Aaron Rodgers when what seems to have happened is, especially since we saw uh, the last year of Brett Favre, Brett Favre got injured in the first quarter of a Cowboy game, and Aaron Rodgers came in and threw one incompletion and almost led the Packers over the Cowboys. Um, This was the Eli Super Bowl year. Um, But that being said, then the next year, they went to Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't, oh, well, we need to develop this young quarterback. No, he came in and said, like, oh, we have ourselves a quarterback. And yeah, he's 24 by the he time he took the off. Job. That's like giving Steve Kerr all the credit for the Warriors when all he did was insert Draymond Green into the starting lineup. 
and said, you know what? We have a lot of small guys that shoot threes, so let's shoot threes. That's not, oh, my God, we need this head coach and Ed, the, that the, because he's won a championship. That's a guy making a slight adjustment. I think anybody could have done that. And as a result, I did not want him controlling the entire team, and then for the next decade, we're underachieving because we didn't – I don't know what Sam Darnold's going to be, but from what I've seen, nobody has the talent – Maybe outside of Patrick Mahomes to be the next Aaron Rodgers, the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. So, yeah. and I just can I just remind everybody who might agree with the take that they they wanted McCarthy. What else they've said recently? They don't want Le'Veon Bell. They don't want uh, uh, Antonio this Brown. Been, this is Beningo and Roberts. Yes, they wanted Jim Caldwell if they didn't get Mike McCarthy, and they were out on Munkin, out on Gase, out on Bieniemy, and out on all these coordinators. And these guys, these clowns have a show. Well, I don't want to rag, rag on too much because they are entertaining. Like At the end of the day, these guys are meant to entertain, and they're entertaining. Okay? And they I are, actually do. I, like, Evan's I, been on the Mets show before. I do respect him as when it comes to knowledge as a baseball fan. But this was the first time. Clearly, he doesn't time, know anything about football. He doesn't want Le'Veon Bell. This was the first time I actually was like, okay, I—, I Hate to say it, but I think you guys have lost your fastball a bit, especially the old guy. Like I grew up on Beningo. I used to my my first memory of sports talk radio was after the Jets beat the Packers to win the division in two thousand and two. One of the only times Tom Brady, in fact, the only time Tom Brady has missed the playoffs. Um, the Jets won the division. They beat the Packers forty-two to seventeen on the last day of the season, and went in with Chad Pennington at. A home playoff game for the Jets. Think about that for a second, Jesse. Crazy. Oh, <laughs> and seven. they and they beat the uh, Colts forty-one to nothing the following week. But I was so pumped, and there was no SNY, there was no Jets post-game show, and I I had nothing to direct my excitement toward or anybody to voice my my excitement. And I was up late, and I was still excited, and I turned on WFAN because I knew my dad always played it on the way home from Met games. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll listen to something there. And this guy at 1 a.m. came on. It was Joe Beningo on the overnights. And he he completely verbalized how every Jet fan was feeling. And I, I fell in love. And then two years later, he got the midday job with Sin Rosenberg. And then two years later, uh, Evan moved to the midday. After two years on the overnight where I got to enjoy Evan. And so it felt like a perfect match. These are two... Sports fans that are fans of the same teams I love that are also, you know, pretty knowledgeable. And this was the first time where I was like, oh, I don't think you're that well-educated on the subject. Mike McCarthy's not a good coach. And the only thing you are keep going back to is he won a Super Bowl and he's in the playoffs every year when he had Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I, I can't say and this enough. the Packers enough. don't spend money either. Yeah. On, they don't on free agents, like, at all. Well... People forget, they don't have an owner. <laughs> well, if anything, that's more a point in, in McCarthy's case. The fact that, like, it's no, really had... hard to get free agents to go to Green Bay because it's Green Bay. You would be able, if you gave him a budget, to get free agents to go play for Mike McCarthy. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers grew up in Southern mm -hmm. California, and he has decided to re-sign in Green Bay multiple times for the richest contract in NFL history. Yeah, and that's why, because of the money. So why like... wouldn't... It... Why wouldn't somebody want to go play with Aaron Rodgers? That's my question. Because it's Green Bay. Yeah, probably because Mike McCarthy. Is why would a, a defensive player? Why would a defensive player want to go play with in Green Bay? Is it mean to go play with Aaron Rodgers? 
It's really tough at the end of the day if you're trying to get yours. If someone gives you the same equal contract and says, hi, come play in Miami, or hi, come play in Atlanta, or hi, come play in a dome. No, no, they've gotten free agents. You know, like they signed Jimmy Graham. Like they'll, Way they'll past go his out. Prime, dude. Jimmy Graham hasn't been good in three years. Doesn't matter though. All it's right, nice. it doesn't matter. Like he's still mellow now. To to me vague. Jimmy Graham, you tell me he Jimmy Graham no couldn't have a job. You, you don't think Jimmy Graham couldn't have gotten a job last year from another team? He would have gotten a job, but that's not the same as signing Jimmy Graham. Two thousand twelve, Jimmy Graham. We're talking Obviously. 2019 Jimmy Graham. Who's bad this yeah. year? Jimmy and Gronk are on there are clearly on the way out. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. But he still decided to go there. They still can they they still can get players. The issue is uh, they don't sign anybody. They just don't. They don't utilize free agency. They try and build through the draft all right. the time. And clearly they're not very good at it because <laughs> all they have is Aaron Rodgers. You know, so that's why I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, what? we don't have to talk about the Packers anymore because it's not the point. The point is Mike McCarthy. And at the end of the day, that guy is not that great of a coach. And I don't care if they get he got a standing ovation at the end of the season when he was fired or whatever or midway through the season. That doesn't mean I want him. I don't care. That doesn't mean I, wa- I, don't, I want him as the head coach of the Jets. And I'm happy that we have Gase over McCarthy. I'm sure he's a good guy. I have nothing against him personally, but. I feel like I'm allowed to criticize millionaires who don't do their job well. So, as a result, Mike McCarthy, you wasted the prime of Aaron Rodgers' career. Aaron Rodgers have three or four Super Bowls. You lost to a 9-7 and seven, uh, uh, Eli Manning-led Giants team when you were 15-1. and one. You got knocked out by the Cardinals when Carson Palmer was on the field. I, I, I can't... You had a... a you got five interceptions from Russell Wilson in a title game and you lost. Like, I, I can't say it enough. <laughs> Those are three Super Bowls that Aaron Rodgers probably should have won. Um, so, yeah, that that's the end of that. Uh, the last thing that we're going to talk about, Greg Williams is the defensive coordinator of this team. And I'm very on board with that. And yeah. if only from hard knocks and you got to see how uh, uh, very vocal he is, um, and a bit of a hard ass he could be. I I think this is the perfect pairing for Adam Gase, and that Gase can run the offense. I think this is the the dog that Jamal Adams will want to play for. Now go get me a pass rush, and then let's go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, there are a lot of potential pass rushers available, um, and I know. So I mean, like D Ford, like Clowney, but he'll probably get franchise tagged uh i mean they're, they're just there's a bunch of guys that'll, that'll be out there plus also the jets are probably going to be there some of the main options at three are defensive line um so there's a very good chance that they'll be adding to the front seven through the draft i i'm just really excited to see how leonard williams and darren lee now are affected by switching from a three four into a four three darren mm-hmm. lee gets to play on the weak side now and and cover all of that space with his speed, which is what he was really built for. You know, he wasn't exactly a scheme fit when they, when the Jets drafted him. And then you have Leonard Williams, who will be moving inside um, and won't be playing in a 3-4 defensive end. It'll be a 4-3 th- a defensive tackle, um, kind of like what Aaron Donald does next to Dominican Sue. Right. Uh, and I'm excited to see him wreak havoc because I think that he's much more fitted to be a 4-3 defense, uh, defensive tackle than a 3-4 a defensive end. 
because um, clearly he hasn't seen, shown much success taking on double teams um, over the past three seasons, uh, especially the last two. Uh, but I mean, yeah, there. I'm just really excited to see how Jamal like works in this. He's gonna be. He's a. He is an in the in the box safety at heart. Um, but he, I, I'm really excited to see how he's able to it up his game. How he'll be able to. Uh, uh, hopefully, Marcus May will be healthy. How he'll be able to incorporate him. Um, there's just a lot of question marks in terms of gaps, right? There, there's a, Jets are not going to be probably resigning Buster Screen. Um, they're probably not, like not going to be. <laughs> They oh, may no. resign. They may <laughs> resign Mo, Mo Claiborne. You know, uh, Marcus yeah. May. Who knows if he's going to be able to stay healthy, right? So the Jets have holes to fill. They don't have a defensive tackle. Henry Anderson really fit in a four, in a four three. You know, he's more of a three four defensive end. So I don't know if the Jets are going to be going for him. Um, one guy, I, I, I want to bring up uh, some guys that maybe be able to fill these holes now. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, if he's able to get through free he's agency, got to get not, through free agency, yeah, and not be franchise franchise tag. Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle for the Falcons. Again, I mean, he could he could resign. He probably probably will resign. Um, but if he doesn't even get a long term deal, then he'll be franchise tagged. Um, and then a guy that I really really want, Trey Flowers, yeah. um, on the Patriots. Twenty five years old. This guy is a absolute weapon. So all right, why would the Patriots let him go? Because they don't they don't sign guys. Oh, so we're just hoping they let him go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's a restricted free agent. All right. No, no, no. You I'm know, with you. I just didn't know, like, if he's 25 another years guy, old and a piece, why? How could he get the free agency? You know. One guy that the so the Chiefs might might free franchise tag D Ford, because um, he's had a really really good year. But that's a guy I'd hope the Jets would be targeting. Um, I'm just going through this list. Like Anthony Barr is set to be a free agent, but. Um, I'm not exactly sure if he'll be, uh, available. Uh, he had a, a down year, but he's one of the faster linebackers in the league and would be a, a good strong side linebacker for the jets. Yeah. Um, in three, four, uh, or the four, three, excuse me. What do you think of, uh, Sheldon Richardson? A little reunion nah, for the jets. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, what did the, wait, he was in, was he in Seattle still this year? Or where was he this year? Uh, he was in Minnesota this year. Minnesota. What do they run? Uh, they have Linval. They ran a four, a four three, I think. Okay. Yeah, because they have Linval, and yeah, I believe um, that's. I mean, their, their defense did take a step down this year. Although, I mean, I don't know if that was because of him. And then, um, and then the last name, the last name that I want to throw at you is Ezekiel Ansa. What do they run? Uh, he he's oh, a reset. What team? <laughs> Ziggy Ansa on the Lions. I know. I'm saying for people who don't follow the Lions. Oh, okay. <laughs> so listening. Yes. Okay. What do they run? I believe it's a four three, but let me okay. let me double check. I keep going back to the last time the Jets ran a four three, which was before uh Eric Mangini, and then they switched to a three four, and as a result they had to trade Jonathan Vilma. And I was pissed. Because then Jonathan Vilma went to uh uh New Orleans and won a Super Bowl with them. Um, he was he was incredible, and Belichick went up to him after a game. And was like, "Yo, I hated facing you. I'm so glad the Jets got rid of you." And I didn't find that out until Jonathan Vilma's America's <laughs> Game interview, and he was like, oh, "So much validation, all that hard work I did." Yeah. All right. So th thanks, uh, uh, Herman Edwards and Eric Mangini, for wasting Jonathan Vilma in my life for those couple of years. What about John Abraham too? Remember they got rid of him. That's again the last time they ran a four three. <laughs> yeah. John um, Abraham so, on the edge. So 
the lion the lions run a four three. So Ziggy is a is okay. a right end. But here's the thing with him. He's he has not played a lot of snaps. You know, only just six hundred and sixty two snaps over the last mm. over the last two years. Um he's always gets hurt. Um they've they they franchise tagged him last year. I don't know if they're gonna do that again. Um so maybe the Jets can potentially um get him. Last guy, actually. I forgot this guy was a free agent. And this is a guy that I really, really want. And we talked about him in the Slack chat. Uh, Brandon Graham is going to be going to free agency. He's the guy who is on the he's an Eagles defensive end. He made the defining play of the Super Bowl, getting the strip sack on Tom Brady last year. Ah, okay. Um, he is really, really good. Uh, but he's 31. Mm. So or he's going to be 31. So maybe like a three-year deal for him. Um, but he would be a good veteran guy to have. Um, Thirty-one, you're still pretty young, and for a defensive end, you can you can play into your until like you're about thirty-five if you're if you're good enough, you know. So he he still has some juice, and I think that he it would be a good and he's gonna get paid. The Jets are gonna be spending a lot of money this offseason, and that's one guy because Brandon Brandon Graham already said uh, when when asked if he's gonna resign with the Eagles, he's like I'm gonna try and test free agency and see what where that brings me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the Jets paying Brandon Graham a hefty sum and him being a productive defensive end for the Jets. It's something they haven't had in a long time. Also, throw in the fact they do have the number three pick in the draft. So they do. Whether that's Quentin Williams, whether that's uh, Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver you know. I'm also, as a result, I'm okay with them taking a defensive tackle because they're going to need guys in the middle now, you know. So. Do you know who I want the Jets to draft? Who? I've recently come to this conclusion. Clearly, and I don't know, Jersey. Devin White. Why? Middle linebacker for the LSU. My, yeah, why? He's, I think he's the best player in the draft. Ooh. Um, I think it's close between him and Ed Oliver and Nick Bosa, but I think Devin White's the, the, the best player in the draft. And now that they're switching to a 4-3, a um, having that field general at middle linebacker you, know, you can put Avery Williamson if you want. If you want to move him over to the strong side and have uh, Darren Lee run the weak side, and then at your mic you have uh, Devin White, who's just as fast as Darren Lee and bigger and stronger. Uh-huh. Um, he'd be like the Ray Lewis that we need. But pairing him with Jamal Adams, I was inside thinking the off- exact same thing. The middle of the field be, is impossible. Then, like your running game would be the running defense yeah. is incredible. Then. Yeah, and yeah, it would be absolutely out of control how strong the middle of the defense, up the middle, of the Jets would be. Um, and then we're, you know, like we talked about Greg Williams. Tremaine Johnson had his best season of his career under Greg Williams. Ah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, when the Rams were in St. Louis. So that's something that hopefully Greg can kind of bring that back out and use the schemes that he knows because. Tremaine Johnson was not Tremaine Williams. I meant Tremaine Johnson. Excuse me. Um, Tremaine Johnson. He's more of a, a ball hawk. You know, remember like Asante, remember watching Asante Samuel? He would always try to undercut the route. Yeah, you know, try and jump the route. That's that's how Tremaine Johnson played, especially in St. Louis. Um, uh, he had seven interceptions one year, right? That's something that I want to see Greg Williams bring out of, of Tremaine Johnson. Um, hopefully, he can kind of live up to that contract this year under uh, a guy that's seen success that he's seen success under before. I agree. I agree. Um... Jets have a lot to do this offseason. $100 million in cap space. They got the, they got at least the tandem that I wanted. An offensive head coach and a strong defensive coordinator that has had a history of running a defense. 
Um, so we'll see. This should be a fun and and to the off season we go, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing before we wrap up, who's going to the Super Bowl? All right. Uh, I've been back and forth. I, I think the Chiefs are going to win at home. Um, I I just I'm I it's more of my heart really rooting for against Tom Brady than my brain knowing mm-hmm. that he'll probably pull out some miracle win. It's complete like opposite does. from the last time we but, talked, where you told me repeatedly it's the Patriots, it's the Patriots, it's the Patriots. No, and now you're picking the against the Patriots. No, I I am I am uh, correcting your statement. What did I you am, say? What would I get wrong? What did I get wrong? I said that. It is the Patriots unless the Chiefs have home field. Uh, okay, so it's more just the Patriots at home, which you were right. Yeah, you know the, the Chiefs have home field. That changes things. And okay. you know what? I'm just I'm using I'm using I'm using my my heart instead of my head uh, on this pick, and I'm rooting against Tom and Bill, <laughs> Bill America, yes. and everybody from New England that I know, and I know quite a few people from New England because uh, I'm just sick and tired of them winning everything. Um, that is the general and- consensus agreed. Yeah, so, I mean, who isn't tired of it? Anyway, uh, Chiefs will win really close game. I don't know what the score is going to be. It, it could be a, like a 20-17 like a to 17 game because of how cold it is, and they'll just run, each team will just run the ball. Uh, or it'll be like a 35-28, a to 28, like or 35-32. I don't even know. So something ridiculous. Um, and then for the NFC, that's a lot tougher of a pick for me because uh, – Everybody I know in Mississippi is pulling for the Saints. Um, hey. Every, and I mean everybody. Uh, Saints fever. And my sta- my station, WHLT, personally benefits from the Saints winning. Do you get to go to the Super-, Super Bowl if the Saints go? No, but my boss probably will. Tell, my, oh, dude, talk to your my, boss. No, but it, it – no, it's – it would never happen. Oh, I would be I, I would be third. I'd be third in line if anything, and probably fourth actually. Um, but uh, my station, we would get some some ad revenue. It would be nice. Okay. Uh, the Saints win. However, I have a Rams future, and, <laughs> and so and I took it at the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm pulling for the Rams because I don't want to have to pay my bookie twenty bucks. Deal. <laughs> okay. What is your future? It's like plus seven hundred. Nothing. Christ. It's, it's nothing like the the plus three thousand future that Ethan and uh I had Steve had on the Colts. On the, I had plus three thousand on the Colts too. Oh, so you also have plus three thousand on the Colts. Yes, I, okay. Yeah. Um I'm going the exact opposite of what you're going. I think it's gonna be Pat Saints. You know what? Like I, I can't argue. You would like be like, nah, you're wrong. Like I can't. Well, that's the beauty of both, this weekend. I think we can get any possibility. Every, any possibility is going to be a good Super Bowl. Regardless, yeah. like it doesn't matter. If the Rams play the Patriots, then it's a first of all, it's a rematch of the 0-1 Super Bowl that started it all. Which, if the Patriots oh, run be... begins and ends with a win over the Rams, like say they beat the Rams, Brady gets his sixth Super Bowl and retires, or or what's up? Or they lose to the Rams. Brady still retires, and poetically, the run ends with the team that it that it began against. Yeah, that, that would. And that it would launches be, uh, a new run with McVeigh as the new 
genius and new head coach that won a Super Bowl. No, right? oh, that's gonna be Adam Gase, obviously. Oh, sorry, obviously. <laughs> when they play in the re- play next McVay. year in the Super Bowl, he was McVay before McVay was McVay. Absolutely, so. yes, I heard that enough times this week. Um, <laughs> if it's Breeze against Mahomes, then it's the two top top two MVP candidates. If it's Breeze against Brady, it's like probably the, the two. two- Exactly, like the all-time leading regular, se- probably the one of the best regular season quarterbacks ever against the greatest quarterback of all the time. Best regular season re- passer ever. Like well, he has, yeah, I guess he, he has. has five, he five has he passed? Well, I guess statistically, yes. But is he better than Peyton Manning? You think? And he has all the records except for passing yards by one yard. So I guess we'll say statistically he is okay. Yeah. Peyton um, had one more yard than him. Okay. Yeah. Oh no! Wait. That's the single season. You're thinking all time. That that's the single season record well, no, that Peyton well, has. No, Drew Drew Brees has the the all time record. Yeah, uh, by a considerable amount at this point. Yeah, um, and he'll keep going. Single next season. Year. Yeah, a single season. Yeah. Um, and then it's it could be Mahomes against uh, uh, Goff. Goff in like the young off. Exactly. Yeah. McVeigh against Andy Reid. I think Dynasty that's the one I'm least, I'm least excited. Actually, no, because that was the game of the year. That was the best game of the year. Oh, that's true. A like... rematch of Rams Saint, of Rams uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, if we yeah. get it. So I'll take the it. 54 51 game. Okay. All right. So we're going to get right. a good Super Bowl no matter no what. No matter what. Yeah. But yeah. anybody but New England. Yes. Although I think anybody they're going to win on Sunday. Uh, Jesse, I'm going to go take so much medication. Um, <laughs> thank you for making some time on your Friday to talk to me about this team, though, buddy. Absolutely, my man. So this has been the Jets stream, the official New York Jets podcast, the Gotham Sports Network. If you dig the show, head on over to iTunes, give it a five-star rating and a review. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and now on Spotify. Uh, you fi- find all of our shows, like this show, NYG Weekly, uh, the Garden Faithful podcast, PT Isles, Nothing But Nicks, and post-credits where you can hear Woj and I Break down all the latest in movies, pop culture, and entertainment. Uh, word of advice, don't go see Glass. There are so <laughs> many better options. Jesse was going to go see Aquaman. That would be a better option. Uh, there's a movie called If Bill Street Can Talk. Spoiler alert, it was my number one movie of 2018. It's currently got a wide release. Go see that. Um, there's probably a... Actually, yeah, Bumblebee, a better option than going to see Glass. There's probably a channel on your TV right now that's just snow, like it's out of service, and it's just like the thing that pops up on your screen before the video for the ring, and it's just looks like your cable's been disconnected. Exactly. Watch that over Glass. There are two, count them, two documentaries about the Fire Festival of 2016, of 2017. On streaming right now on Netflix and on Hulu. Watch that. There's two brand new episodes of True Detective that came out last week. Watch that. Split is an early contender for worst movie of the year, Jesse. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> did not think you're coming that out, you're coming out way harder against this movie than you did before we were talking about it. Well, I needed and like I, a good I, half an hour to get up and get up. Going on the record. Going hard against this movie, so I respect that. I kid you not. I, I, I at one point in this movie laughed out loud because of how bad something was. <laughs> you would think, and this is all I will say, you would think with a $30 million budget 
that they at least had some money for a makeup team, but clearly they didn't because there is one character in this movie, and it's in the trailer, that has done no justice with her aging makeup, and oh my god, is it... It's worse than a Halloween mask. I think they went to Party City and said, hey, we need to make her look older. So, anyway, that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back sometime soon if something big happens, probably after the Super Bowl. So, enjoy the rest of the football season, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, take care. Jesse, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets.